Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on the Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, and you're watching the film review. Uh, uh, sound effects. Uh, yeah, sound effects. What's going on, people? How you feeling? This is another great episode of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And do we have a great show for you today? Yes. Let's just say, first of all, that we are simulcasting yes. live yes. over a couple of different platforms. Yes. A few different platforms. Yes. We're, we're simulcasting yes. over Crazy D Film Doom on Instagram, yes. right? Yes. Then we are broadcasting lively over uh where else are we broadcasting live? Over a Periscope. Periscope, right. Live, right? Right. Then we are yes. simulcasting also on TFR Podcast right. Live. Right. Lordland Films page right. on Facebook. Make sure that you like that and follow that, right? And then, of course, we're on YouTube. Yes. Right now on YouTube broadcasting with Perfect streaming, yep. right? Perfect streaming, and we are on right now. So you can yep. see us in many different formats, Platform. right? Many different platforms, yep. many different situations. And of yep. course, we're on Crazy D Film Do yep. on Instagram for the first hour. Because we're a two-hour show, yep. right? So look, people, we have a great show for you today. If you didn't notice... It was brought to you by Back in Cleveland DVD. This movie is available on video on demand, right? It's on video demand, and you can also own your own hard copy of the film. Let me put it up there so people can see it, right? So you just go over to lordlandfilms.com. Lordland. Films.com and it will give you all of the directions. You can either watch it or you can order it. You can watch it by live stream. You can order it. And this is one of the most drama filled, comedy filled, entertaining films that you will see. Written, produced, directed, edited, and co-starring or starring your duo. Right. Crazy D film dude in yep. it, right? Yep. Poison Ivy, yep. Black Now, yep. Philly Mac, yep. Priscilla Moyer, right? So make sure that you check this out. You can get it in hard copy 
or you can uh, stream it. You know how we do because over here at lordlandfilms.com, that's lordlandfilms.com, we actually do what we say we do. We are actually filmmakers and we actually review films. And here we are. That was the shameless plug, right? Here we are coming, right? So I have something special. I just saw it, right? So we have to take time to see if I can bring this up and put this in real quick because this right here sets up the show. So let me, let me do a real quick little type here. See if I can bring this in, right? Let me see if I can bring it in. Oh, there it is. Let's see if I can bring it in because this is how we're going to kick off the show, right? Because this right here is something... That if you don't believe, okay. if you don't believe in COVID, this is a wake-up call, people. My phone's Yeah, I know. Well, here you it know, it, it's, it's a wake-up call, people, right? It is a wake-up call yeah. to everything. This is the wake-up call. This yeah. is this is something that is heard around the world. So stay tuned for this one. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, happy birthday. Yeah. To James Baldwin. James Baldwin. That's right, people. So we have to go on here and start the show like this so that you can understand what you're getting ready to hear and what you're getting ready to see today. This is the wake-up call, right? Yeah. It is a wake-up call, right? I am hearing nothing. Let me pour this. There we go. I know we had sound like that. And here we go, people. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ooh. It's the slap heard around the world. It's a wake up call. If you don't believe in COVID 19, it's like a wake up. He's like COVID, and she's like anyone who doesn't believe in the COVID vaccine virus. So that was the slap that heard around the world. That is a great wake up call for the show. Right? So look, this show is episode 124 of TFR Podcast Live. That's hashtag TFR Podcast Live. Make sure that you're on and that you share it with your people, right? So look, the first thing that we want to talk, what we're going to be talking about, how uh, ADOS, hashtag ADOS, shut out of reparations talks by black politicians. We're also going to be talking about uh, Tijuana Jackson movie, right? Yeah. We're also going to be talking about, of course, James Baldwin. It's his birthday. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about one called I'm Not Your Negro, right. which is playing on Netflix right now. And of right. course, we start with the blurbs of the week. Yes. Uh, you know, we call we call it yeah. uh, blurbs of the week, yeah. American black politics. And so the first thing that we have to ask, right? like I always ask you every week. I was, well, you know what? <laughs> I want to 
kick it off by saying again, happy birthday to Rest in Heaven. Rest James in Heaven, Baldwin. James Baldwin. Rest in Heaven. That's right, because um, he was there for the fight. Yeah, he was. And um, so many cameras. Where do I look? It just looks okay. Good. Um, and then so and then congratulations, Nicki Minaj for her baby coming into the world. That's um, right. Babies are a blessing. They always are. Yeah. Um, what else? There's so much going on. And then the, the Chris Brown versus thing. the People's Chair says greetings, family. Greetings to you, Hello. the People's Chair. Keep Hello. watching on YouTube. They're yes. watching. Of course, on Facebook, they're watching. Okay. Periscope, they're watching. Right. And on Instagram, on yes. Crazy D Film Dude, they're watching, right? Yes. So we want to say that. So, Oh, back to the verses. Go, go ahead. Okay. So this whole Chris Brown versus thing. Uh-huh. It's just like, who, like, okay, he doesn't want to versus anybody. He says, there's no need, right? Yeah, he's working with his. He's he's too busy producing music, right? Being so prolific, right? And uh, he's raising his family, raising his family, right? That's right. So okay. he doesn't have time for yeah. all of the rigmarole. So leave Chris alone. So who's up next, right? Who's so up who's next? supposed to be? Um, you told me you said it's is it two chains it's and Rick two Ross, chains right? And Rick Ross. That's coming up on Wednesday. Okay. That's gonna be a blood. It is. You understand? Because each one is bringing their funk to the table, right? Right. Each one is bringing their funk to the table, and they have albums, right? Right. right. So shout out to Bear Facts. Bear Facts is the people's chair. He's got his channel ready because he's gonna be doing debating with those who don't believe in certain things that he thinks they shouldn't believe in. At this time and point, so we're gonna be looking forward to and seeing those be debates come And that's gonna be a good show because we've we've seen one we've seen them before, right? Yeah, we've seen them before. Yeah, well, we've so. seen we've seen them come up and when we yeah. listen to him on on FB when he yeah. comes up. So you know, yeah. shout out to him. He yeah. he kicks some uh, information there. So look, um, first first thing out okay. is Sir Alan mm-hmm. Parker passed. Right. Okay. Films like Midnight Express, mm. Fame, wow. Pink Floyd's The Wall, mm-hmm. uh, Birdie, mm-hmm. Angel Heart. Now, if you have never seen Angel Heart, that is the movie that I believe yeah. got what's her name, Lisa Bonet, oh, in trouble yeah. with Bill Cosby because she did some some scenes in that film right. that were meant for the film, right? So right. it wasn't gratuitous or anything, but she's an actress. And, you know, right. since then, they've cleaned it up and said it was for another reason. Right. But really... Right. But anyway, people, so look. Also, uh, Mississippi Burning. M-I, crickletter, crickletter, I, crickletter, crickletter, I, humpback, humpback, I. Mississippi Burning. Okay. Uh, Vita with... Uh, Madonna. Okay. I love you, oh, Argentina. He's done a lot of things. Yes, he has, oh. right? So, Western heaven. Western heaven, right? So that was there. We 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 don't know what his politic was, but he uh, did some things. Now, people. <clears throat> Or some say rest in peace, right? Rest in peace, rest in heaven, we don't rest know in his paradise. Beliefs. We don't know his beliefs. 
Yeah. We don't know his politics either, right. but we would mention them because some of those films, we enjoyed those films. Braveheart, I mean, uh, Angel Heart right. with Mickey Rourke right. and uh, Lisa Bonet. If you have never seen that film, yeah. you should definitely see that Good film. film. Now, next up, people. Okay. Herman Cain. Now, mm-hmm. now, this depiction, now people have been... Rest in Happy, peace but to him too. Herman Cain passed away yeah. from COVID-19. Yeah. And some people have been having a field day with Herman Cain passing really? away. Really? Yes, they've had a field day with Herman Cain passing away, right? Now, for people, we're getting ready to play a video. And so, for people who are on Crazy D Film Dudes, you have to go over to either the YouTube or go over to... Uh, TFR Podcast Live Lord Land Films page on FB to be able to see the video that we're playing, right? Okay. Because um you know we're gonna play a video on on um Herman Cain, right? Yeah. But so this this picture right here represents Herman Cain at Trump's rally that happened uh, what was it now? What was it a couple of months ago? Yeah, a month it was ago. June. It was a month ago, right? Because yeah. like, we're in August, right? Oh, yeah, so, like two months ago. Right? Two weeks after yeah. he attended this, and as you see, they weren't wearing masks. Okay. So two weeks after he attended this, he came down with COVID-19. He was in the hospital, and people were putting things across, talking about uh, prayers go up for Herman Cain. Okay. Right? So this was supposed to be Herman Cain's triumph time, right? Because the rally wh- was in June, so it's been two months. Yes, but it, it, oh, that's right. It has it yeah. has been two months now. Two yeah. months now, yeah. right? But he came down with it right two weeks after, mm-hmm. you know. Wow, after the rally. A- after the rally, he came down with it, right? So look, he came down with it, and they have been doing the prayers and everything up. But he succumbed to it, right? Mm -hmm. So the caption at the top says, uh, no mass. What does it say? It says, no mass, no distancing, no more Herman Cain. They're making fun of this guy. Yeah, that's not nice. And see, the reason why I said this is supposed to be his triumph time, because there's a new documentary out Mm. called Uncle Tom. Not Mm. the... Goodbye, Uncle Tom, that we talked about. But it's a new one put out by... Let me get the name right. I just want to make sure I get the name right. Mm -hmm. It is put out by Larry Elder. He talked about that on the news. Right. So he put it out, and it's supposed to be a big hit right now. But Mm -hmm. Herman Cain talks, right? Mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be like his triumph. Manor said, hey, what's going on? They said, hey, on uh, YouTube. So... Stay with us because we're talking about uh, how ADOS shut out of reparations talks by black politicians. We're going to be talking about that. But right now we're going through the blurb. So welcome to all the new people coming in who haven't been with us on the show before. Stay with us here. So he's in a documentary called Uncle Tom by Larry Elder. And this is supposed to be his triumph because... He's in this documentary, and they were supposing that Trump okay. would win again, and so this is what it is. But he won't be able to see it. So we're gonna come back and have an observation about this. So check this out real quick. I was working for the Department of the Navy, 
the same day that I started, another white gentleman named Robert started working there also. We had very similar jobs. So the first 12 months, I got outstanding performance four quarters in a row. The second year, outstanding performance four quarters in a row. And Robert got outstanding performance. But Robert was getting his GS salary increase at least two months sooner than me. So I went to Wayne, my supervisor, and said, Robert and I are both doing a great job. He said, yeah. But why is he getting little increases quicker than me? He said, he has a master's degree. I said, oh, it's not because he's white? Nope. He has a master's degree. So you know what I did? I didn't get mad. I went and got me a master's degree. So he went and got him a master's degree. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the whole point of the Uncle Tom movie, from what I can see, is people, Larry Elder, mm -hmm. showing that people have a misconception about Uncle Tom. And then when you really read the Uncle Tom book, you realize that Uncle Tom was sacrificing so that other people could steal away. Like when you really... Now, I remember I told this young rapper this one time who thought that he was just pro-black and in the know. And I told him, like, you know, we know what the Uncle Tom meant in the 60s, right? right? right. But Uncle Tom in the book actually helped people steal away. Right. And he sacrificed himself so that others could steal away and get to freedom, right? And right. that's what he did, right? Then right. that That's in, the, in that particular story of Uncle Tom by... Harriet Beecher Stowe, ain't that? Yeah, that's her name. Harriet yeah, right. Beecher Stowe. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so, so she wrote this, right? Right. This movie is to show you that people who value education and value getting ahead, why are they being called Uncle Tom? Now, that small clip right there that they show, mm -hmm. that does make you ask the question. Here, this guy is. He didn't squabble and argue. He didn't say, oh, it's just because he was white and they're racist and blah, blah, blah. He went out and got a master's degree and then as you watch further, you find out how he was able to advance, right? So, do we, as a people, and people can answer this and we will read this across to read your uh, comments if you're on mm -hmm. TFR Podcast Live, Lordland Films page on FB or if you're on YouTube or if you're right here on live with us for the first hour on Crazy D Film Do on Instagram or Periscope, okay. we will read your comments. Look, do we have to now begin to stop calling people who are in different a different political party than what we are Uncle Tom's and sellouts. Do we have to stop doing that? Because I see a lot of black people okay. it would appear to me that are timing up for the Democrats just as much as there are blacks timing up for the Republicans under that term of Uncle Tom as is understood from the 60s. Not the definition that's from the book. Because remember there's Kano and Denote. And connotative is the everyday and denotative will be what you get from the book, right? Right. So, should we stop calling people who we don't necessarily agree with? Should we stop calling them Uncle Tom? You can do the comment right there and then we'll read some of your comments. Or you can call 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. We, we do have the phone lines up 
and running. Now look. So Herman Cain. Do you think people confuse the two terminologies um, of Uncle Tom and uh, Coon? Well, remember before the Coon came into existence of talking about it was nothing but Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom and Coon was synonymous, right? Okay. It, it almost meant the same thing, just different eras. But actually, it doesn't mean the same thing. Well, no, it doesn't by the Kano definition, but not okay. necessarily the Dino Kano. Okay, people. Yeah, because so look, this right here. <laughs> so, so, look, so look, people. The next interesting meme that I saw this week. Well, was, before well, you know, before you get into that, that made me think of what you just said because I was actually thinking about that. Uh huh. When you said the term, when you said um, the Uncle Tom, right? right? Mm-hmm. Could it, some people? I have seen it, you know, um, on social media. Um, a lot of people are surprised that Bill Clinton was allowed to stand up at John Lewis's funeral and disrespect Stokely Carmichael. Oh, we're coming up on Stokely. See, right. Stokely is so there. Put that, but some people are saying that the people that allowed that, that was coonery. But yet they're supposed to be... Um, what uh, role models for the community like how, you know so okay so you brought that up I was just thinking about that just now I mean yeah. it's funny how we want to if we talk about political parties like you said and some people say that oh because uh, a group of uh, a black person may vote this way versus another one that may vote this way if you don't vote Democrat then what did Biden say <laughs> He said, then you, 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 what did he say? What did he say? You're not really black or something? You're not really black. And yeah. then, so, but then some, and then they'll say, oh, well, then you must be a, a, a Uncle Tom or a Coon if you are Republican or whatever, right? Right. So, if that's the scenario that some people are setting are up, setting up the straw man. then you're sitting there with this man, Bill Clinton, who doesn't have a, 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 a great history, a political history in the black community. He doesn't community. have a filter. He doesn't have a filter, plus the bills that he passed when he was in office. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, and you're trying to elect this, the guy who helped to push it through right. the Senate. You're he, trying to help. Right. But exactly, you're trying to help push, but still, but my, my thing is, is those people sat there and let him disrespect Sophie Carmichael, who right. was for his people uh-huh. as well. So right. would those so-called people be considered coons sitting up there and smiling see, and, and we're going to get to that because we need to break down who Stokely Carmichael was, okay. what he meant to the movement, and who he was affiliated with, and right. why his name would even come up. So now, people, look. Here are the three remaining presidents that are alive. It is number 44, 43, and 42. This is President Barack Obama. This is President George H. Bush. And this person back here is uh, Bill Clinton, right? Epstein's friend. Epstein's friend. Now, look, these three people are here, and they spoke at John Lewis's 
celebration or I wouldn't even call it a it's home not, going. It was a memorial. Yes, right? a memorial service. So they all spoke, right? And so they're politicians and politicians have a certain standard that they have to uphold. So you have to just look at these people no matter what color they are as just politicians. This is what we will say to that, right? So look, these are three politicians. If you listen to what Obama said, he sounded as feckless as he sounded when he was standing with the uh, three, with, with the uh, officers when he was talking about um, after Philando Castile and, and Philando Castile's sister, uh, wife, a girlfriend, asked him a question and he sat there and could not answer it because he said, because you protect me, guys. You protect me. So he was feckless. George H. Bush, right here, is, people forget, all of a sudden, because of Trump, right. all of a sudden, now they're talking about George Bush as if he was one of the greatest presidents ever. He Did got people forget in, about uh, Katrina? Did he forget about Katrina? Did he forget about the two wars that they put us in? They killed a whole lot of people in, in another country and caused a lot of our treasure to get right. killed. And then, of course, we got Bill Clinton back there getting it in in the uh, Oval Office, which brought the, the presidency, the status of the presidency down to basically, uh, how can I say it? Nothing. So look, people, speaking of Bill Clinton, this is what we start with right here before we get to Stokely. Bill Clinton, did you know that Bill Clinton has a love child? Did you did you know that? Now, now a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, and Bill Clinton. Now they have now they have released uh, some records. They have unsealed court documents that that say that implicate. Bill Clinton and being on the plane with, and going over to the island, to Petty Island, Pedophilia Island, with and, and being involved with, it appears to be two young girls. Now, they, they had girls from 12 to the younger, the better. This man. Right? Have you seen yeah. that documentary, right? So, this guy, how I know that Bill Clinton was involved, just my opinion, how I know that Bill Clinton was involved he has a love child that he has not claimed. Now, you can look this person up. His name is Danny. Let me get this right here. His name is uh, Danny Williams, right? Look up Danny, D-A-N-N-E-Y, D-A-N-N-E-Y, Danny Williams. He's the love child of Bill Clinton, right? Something he didn't want to claim. Now, when back in '16, when Trump was, he had Trump had pulled the media out for one thing, and he got them in there, and he had pulled up all the women mm -hmm. that Bill Clinton was supposed to have right. been with. Remember? Yeah. And so then the next night, yeah. the people did not yeah. fall. The media right. purposely did not fall for it because they got tipped off that they were going to have his son, his right. love they child, put the camera on, and him. so they did not come in, they did not put the camera on, they did not cover the story, because they were about to blow, you know, Hillary's campaign out the water, but this guy right here, I believe, 
that he had something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. I truly do. Well, court records. I truly do believe that. Right? Say that he uh, did. Right. Right. So look. Look, look this up because this, these are interesting things that the media likes to bury, right? Meanwhile, this guy is up here talking about Stokely Carmichael, which we're going to get to in a second. Here's something else that we noticed. This was kind of disturbing. Tracy Morgan and wife Megan are filing for divorce after nearly five years of marriage. Now I don't know what's going on with this with the Colbert relationships, yeah. but obviously lots of divorces, many divorces. lots of divorces happening, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really crazy, like because yeah. she nursed him back to hell. Yeah, they have a child together, yeah, a little girl, you know, and she nursed him back to hell, and now they're getting a divorce, you know. So we don't get into people's personal yeah. business, but it's just sad. To see that, so that is nothing. That was brought by, uh, by a, by a certain blogging site, right? So now, people, this one resurfaced on the internet, and I don't know why it resurfaced because it came back from so long ago. But the but the meme says, "Black cop shoots armed white woman that calls him." N-I-G-G-E-R. N-I hard E-R. You know what I mean? Call them that, right? And you know, we are the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. And of course, we have footage. We have footage of this and we have to play this, right? We have to play this. But we have to say that no black officer was harmed during or after there were no charges drawn it was shown to be um, uh, a justifiable homicide so we want to say that first so here we go people viewer discretion is advised because this is real life what you're getting ready to see here mm -hmm. and I cut it up and I put it together so you can see two angles because the original had it separated where you would just see the two different angles, right? Mm -hmm. But I put it together like a movie. Mm -hmm. And so here we go, people. Viewer discretion is advised. If you're screamish about seeing, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion, a, a woman, a, a crazy white woman getting shot to death, mm -hmm. then I would say beer away. But if you're there, get your popcorn and your favorite drink because this is, some, this is, this is interesting, to say the least. So here we go, people. Hey, get off the phone. Man, put those scissors down. You would have to shoot me, nigga. Put those no, scissors you're not down. Taking, no, you're not taking shoot me. You're not taking shoot me. You're going to have to shoot me. Put those scissors down. Hey, put those fucking scissors down. You have to shoot me. Put those scissors down. Put those scissors down. Hey, go back over there. You're going to have to shoot, tell me. Okay, let me, let me pause that for a minute. So, <laughs> this happened back in November 2nd, 2019, right? Right. Or at least that's when the footage was released, right? right. So I say that, right? Bosher, I don't know if it's Louisiana or California, because there's a Bosher City, Louisiana, and there's a Bosher 
city, California. So I don't know. Can you tell by that, those accents? Do you think that that's Louisiana or do you think that that's California by the way she spoke? Well, his, with his diction, it could have been California, but hers, it could have been See, it's, it's hard to say, yeah. but it's too, and they don't really tell you. They just say, Bossier City. They don't yeah. tell you if it's Louisiana or California. So yeah. that's what it is. So look, people. She sits there and she pulls this knife and she says, nigga. It sounds like that old movie when Shirley Winters was in that movie. I think it wasn't it Dolomite or, or one of Dolomite's films or oh, something like yeah. that. It was like, uh, get out of here, nigga. Well, yeah. That's what she, how she sounds, right? So people wait for this. So like, I, we had to stop for a minute because like I said, this is viewer discretion as if I said, you see, I'm, I cut up both angles so that you can get it. It's like a movie. It's like a movie. But this is real life. This is like Faces of Death. Do you remember Faces of Death? This is Faces of Death. So stay tuned on this. You know, viewer discretion is advised. And so we're going to get back to this. So we're going to fade out. We're going to get back to this. You better have a shoot. You ain't better than me, motherfucker. This lady, nigga. 104 headquarters. 1033 channel. Give me a speaker vibe over here. We got a white female she has too. Yeah, you come over here, I will kill you. Okay, Drop the scissors. Drop the scissors. Shots fired, shots fired. White female on the ground. Still got scissors in her hands. Shots fired, shots fired. Drop the scissors. Drop the scissors. Hey, back up. Everybody back up. Louisiana. Hey, get out. Okay, so it's Louisiana, right? Yeah. So look, people. He tells her to drop the scissors, right. right? He goes by protocol. Now, you notice that it took two angles to make sure that this dude was not charged with anything, right? Because I'm sure they were trying to oh, charge him with something. You know right? they were. Because... But it took two angles, and if it wasn't for his body cam and for the surveillance camera, he probably would have been sent. How many times have we watched surveillance cameras where they are Caucasian officers, and they don't go through this protocol? Right. They just get to doing what they're doing, right. and then they'll put a lie up and say, somebody was coming at me like that. Yeah. But this one was actually coming at him like that, yeah. and he and it took everything. Because I know that in his heart of heart. Right. He did not want to shoot that Caucasian lady. It was everything, but it came down to he he even he didn't even pull he didn't pull the trigger when she said the hard E R. The hard N E R. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was really, he was really, really, really a very professional police officer. And when she came running, he had no choice. He had no choice but to end the situation. It's sad. Sad, right? What do you think about that? I'm glad that, you know, there were more than one angle. Yeah. You know, because I saw just the one angle, mm -hmm. you know, a while ago. And so to see the uh, surveillance camera right. to see that angle was really good so yeah. this woman it was good to see to you know because it protected him protected she came him. like from behind the counter she with the knife behind she the was counter. just she wasn't even I don't think that she even worked there I think that she was just 
on something else, right? It was just on something else. I don't else. know what she was thinking. What was she thinking? Right? What was she thinking? Okay, people. So, look. Back to school is happening now. This is August. Can you believe that we are in the first week of August, right? Summer is practically Some, over. Summer, well, summer is gone. Like, I always tell people, if you don't have something come out in February and March, summer is over. You know, like, if you don't have something coming out yeah. where you can actually have it, you can go stream it, or you can actually have a hard copy, yeah. one of the funniest drama-filled DVDs or streaming film that you will see that came from Cleveland featuring Cleve, real Cleveland MCs back in Cleveland movie, right? Yep. Make sure you pick it up on yes. lordlandfilms.com yes. lordlandfilms.com yes. lordlandfilms.com So, you know, back to school is happening. Yeah. And Oh, first COVID case um, in Indiana. Uh, they said first day of school, uh-huh. and um, the child contracted uh, COVID. Contracted in COVID. Indiana. In Indiana. Okay, people. So look, back to school. The liquor stores are celebrating back to school now. Is this the liquor stores a celebration? <laughs> oh, because people's kids are going back. Or is this a celebration because they're going back to school, or is it a celebration because they survived? COVID up to this point or are people drowning their sorrows because they have to mm -hmm. homeschool their children what do you think it is you know the liquor store I mean I just think this is just a, a marketing uh, tool for them let's celebrate the kids are going back to school the adults mm -hmm. you have your freedom again or whatever it's just marketing just know? marketing yeah so, because right now we are not out of the COVID state. Right. I mean, for instance, like what in... Um, what good are drunken parents, though? I mean, what good are they? And then, like, for example, in Nevada, we haven't even hit phase three yet, right? No. And then I read today that the governor pulled back on more things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing to celebrate. But it's a marketing tool, I guess, for the... Um, the liquor companies and um because i know i know some parents who are like no my child is going to be schooled from home and so you know it just depends a lot of people don't feel comfortable releasing their children you know back into the, the school system um i talked about it the other day i was asking you i was like i wonder if they're gonna have like the little like clear petitions, you know, to separate the kids. Right. And um are are they gonna have recess? Are they gonna have gym? I mean, what did we talk about earlier? What was it what her contact? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. It's all it's all coming in the show. Look, people, look. Um so that 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 was an interesting meme that we saw, right? Back to school. So I remember when COVID first kicked off. Uh -huh. This was like in March. Uh-huh. Right. And there was a woman on television crying. Uh-huh. And on the news, she was crying because she said, I just don't want to have to deal with my kids. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, because school uh, kids weren't out yet for summer. They weren't. Right. So this is like in March because the kids, I believe, were home during Easter. Yeah, because of COVID. And there was a woman on the news just crying. I just do not want to have to deal with my kids 24 hours. And she was just crying. I'm like, lady, are you kidding me? He doesn't really? doesn't want to deal with her kids, right? Let's take this call, 916. Let's see who's on the line right here. Thanks for being patient as we go through this. 916. Hey, what's going on, Bearfax? How you doing? How you doing, Mr. D and Mr. D? I hope the other man forgive me. Um, but I want to touch on... Um, the Uncle Tom situation. It's okay. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, we have a, a, a misunderstanding on like what is a Uncle Tom. You know, we have like different definitions to the generations that comes up. Right. And an Uncle Tom is always going to be the same identity. A brother that 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 gets up that comes out of a what you would say a neighborhood or or a brown man. We, we call him black. Uh-huh. Get a degree and he goes into a field where he can actually bring something back to the community and does it. Okay. That is a Uncle Tom. The one that, that gets a degree and, and um and, and take different oaths and things like that and come back to the community to harm them. They're not Uncle Tom, them are sellouts. Okay. Okay. So that, that my, you know, these are my opinions, or you know, these are my facts on what I see, which is an Uncle Tom, because uh, all of them not Uncle Tom. Some of them are sellouts, right? And some of them are they get into a place where they want to make a change, and then all of a sudden they either lose their job or get threatened, so they can't make a change. Uh, okay. That's all, that's all I wanted to express. Okay. All right. Thanks yeah. for the call. Yeah. Thank you. We'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's that's a good that's a good perspective. Okay, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. Next up is racism. Okay. The deadliest pandemic of them all. Right. So so I saw this and I said racism. The deadliest pandemic of them all. And speaking of racism mm-hmm. and what's uh, really good and what's really going on, mm-hmm. when you think about racism, then you want you need to think about what's happening with the COVID nineteen response with the uh, with the potential uh what did he what do they call it vaccine coming out okay. right yeah the vaccine so you know i posted this article on my crazy dion page on facebook right? right and it's uh what is herd immunity and how can we achieve it with covid19 mm-hmm. right so this is where i say uh while the media mm-hmm. pushes politics in the in the midst of COVID nineteen, uh, so small I can barely read it. Czars COVID two, mm-hmm. are they lying to us about herd immunity? Now, right. So, what is herd immunity, people, or herd protection? 
What is herd immunity or herd protection? Herd immunity or herd protection is when 70, 70% okay. to 90% of the population contracts the virus, okay. right? Some are gonna die off, others are gonna build up an immunity to it. So when someone who hasn't had the disease comes by, because they have an immunity to it, these people won't be able to catch it, and that is herd immunity, 70 to 90%. So we're dealing with racism here, right? And we know what the Dems usually do, right? We know that the Dems were the Dixiecrats, and then they moved over to the Republican Party, but some of the blue dogs still stay. They're still as bigoted as they were, right? Any any Caucasian that tells you that there has been progress and as it builds, it'd be better pro progress, they are racist, right? Any Caucasian is telling you that, you know, uh, we're gonna, you know, it's progress and it's worth working it out. They are racist, unfortunate, unfortunate truth, right? And in future shows, we will lay that out more mm -hmm. so that you will be able to understand where we're coming from with that, right? So look, this herd immunity, the media is trying, is, is in politic mode right now, right? If you're watching MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, any of the other stations, they are in political mode right now. They're trying to either help Trump be get his second term or they're helping to try to make Trump a one-term president, right? So they're blaming everything on him, but they are not reporting the facts to you. They, from just watching this since March, there's two trains of thought going through the White House. There's two votes that meet in the night, right? There's two different contrasting viewpoints. One is about mass, distance, social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Quarantine, boom. The other train of thought is, is about uh, herd immunity or herd protection. Getting 70% to 90% of the population, this would be have to be globally, not just the United States, but globally, catch it, get over it, build up the immunity so that there will be an immunity to it like smallpox. And there's, so this article lays this out and they talk about do we want to do that or don't we? This is a John Hopkins article. So okay. you can go over to my page after we finish at Crazon Dion and read it, right? It's a very interesting read. It's about a minute read and it gives out the information, right? And my thing is, the people are saying, let's keep the kids at home. Other people are saying, send the kids to school because the kids will contract it, not necessarily die from it, but come back and kill up the old folks. That's what, I mean, I'm just saying it in connotative terms, but when you read the article and you get the denotative from the scientists, then you'll understand what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, kind of, so it's going to kill up some people, but for the most part, the next generations will be immune to it. This will build the immunity and then us in the middle, we either catch it or don't. We either survive or we don't. But the older people go, the middle people, they stand, they build an immunity and then the youth will definitely have immunity to keep the generations going. What do you think about that? 
I mean, it's just. And no, and the media is not telling you the truth about it. I mean, because it's looks like that's what they're doing. That's I mean, because I was surprised when, let's say, for example, in New York, right, when Governor Cuomo, the elderly patients who they uh, diagnosed with COVID in the hospital, once they were treated and released from the hospital, mm-hmm. he sent them directly back into the nursing skilled facility. nursing facility. I thought he was sending Instead COVID of, patients to right. not just elderly. But COVID patients into that's the way they covered it on the news. Oh yeah, because some young people they said right. went into the skilled nursing facility also. Right, right. right. So not skilled nursing. There were multiple. I'm not not singular, but plural. Right. But he sent them to the various skilled nursing facilities instead of sending them to that center. Right. That it was that, like a huge convention center. Or the boat. Or the boat. That Trump sent and the, the ship. Th- right in the ship. So. Why he didn't separate the group? Because I remember on the news, remember they made like a really, really big deal in which they should have when they said, hey, we need we need beds. We need this. We need that. We, you know, and he and they gave it to him. Right. right. But but he didn't send the people where they should have been like in, isolated or taken care of. He sent them right into the elderly population. Like I thought that was weird. That was weird to do that, right? And then for and then let's go to certain states like in um let's say in Florida. And I do remember also the governor in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I do remember them saying that they're not going to shut anything down and um COVID is just is just like the flu and I'm a, and I'm like thinking are you guys intentionally like Killing people and see the media is not covering it because they're doing a disservice. Because ever since Vietnam, once Vietnam happened Mm -hmm. and they brought Vietnam into the homes, Mm -hmm. right as it was going on, the people were able to have an informed opinion about war and they did not want to be in Vietnam anymore, which made then the politicians have to shift out of war. And so then they said, well, let's treat the population like children, the citizens like children, and not show them, not bring war, the theater of war into their homes every night because they will become informed. And so this is what it is. So they apply it to news also. They don't want you informed, so they treat you like children and they won't tell you certain things. If you knew, people, if you knew that it was herd immunity beyond a reasonable doubt, with no doubt, this ain't court. If if it was no doubt at all that it was herd immunity that Mm -hmm. people were practicing, would you participate? Would you be willing or would Mm -hmm. you be in more fear or would you rather have the media having a fear tactic trying to push this so they can have someone else get in the office it's going to say the same thing it's going to have to be herd immunity yeah right so this is another meme that we saw right so i thought that this justification of what she's saying compared to what she's doing is actually it actually is apropos to each other, right? It's too many dead people in this round. So in other words, she's thinking and she's saying, I have to release this 
snit. I have to release this snit because there's too many dead people in this realm, right? Because it's going to be a lot more people passing because this is about her immunity and getting rid of the elderly population, the ones that can't hold on, then the people in the middle will will contract it and hold on to it. Some people are asymptomatic, catch it, and uh, then the youth will have immunity to it and will keep the population going, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, people, we, we talked about Bill Clinton before, but at the memorial for uh, Latanya M says hello. Hello, Latanya M. How are you? Thanks for uh, watching us on Crazy D Film Dude on Instagram. And don't forget. And I can you Congress and, and don't that's someone else. Yeah, that, that's Dave Tolliver. What's okay, up, Dave? Hey, so what's up, y'all? So don't forget that we will be, after the first hour, we'll be mm-hmm. on either YouTube mm-hmm. at the Film Review. Uh, uh, Life channel or on FB at TFR Podcast Live Lord Land Films page on FB. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I can't see exactly who you are by your avatar. But anyway, people, so look. Stokely Carmichael or by or who we call Kwame Toure was referenced at uh Reference at John Lewis's memorial by Bill Clinton. Now, you know, Bill Clinton speaks out of turn quite often when it comes to black people and the struggle. Do you understand? He speaks out of turn quite often and should have been checked at the place, right? But look, Stokely Carmichael, SNCC, the student nonviolent. Uh, was it the student nonviolent? Uh, core. What is the word I'm looking for? Because I, I can't read my writing. It's too oh, small. Yeah. Yeah. Coordinating committee. Yeah. The student nonviolent coordinating committee. <laughs> SNCC. Yeah. Right. John Lewis and Stoley Carmichael were founding members of this organization. And after John Lewis ascended upward. Stokely Carmichael or Kwame Torre took over. And Kwame Torre was not about integration. And we've talked about the difference between desegregation and integration. Desegregation was making everything equal so that you could walk where you wanted to walk, go in, sit down, eat where you wanted to eat, get on the bus, Ride unimpeded, not having to get up every time some white folks got on and moving the the colored sign back until you're standing up in the back of the bus. We've talked about that. So there's a difference between integration and desegregation. Laws to make it so it's easier for you in America as American blacks to live, right? So the car market was not about integration. He was about economics, yeah. right? So when he said black power, right. and King then began to say black instead of mm-hmm. Negro or colored, yeah. 
he was making his move. Now, Clinton said something to the effect that, oh, you know, it was starting to shift Stokely Carmichael's way. First of all, his name is Kwame Ture. And so you would call him Kwame Ture. That is racist. But he says Stokely Carmichael, right? He said, but it started to go Stokely Carmichael's way, but it shifted back to John Lewis, which was uh, what he's considering nonviolence and that as time goes on, the situation gets better and there is progress. Any Caucasian that tells you that is a racist because they're going to tell you this but you, they know that there's a debt owed, right. but they want you to still be in a system that owes you a debt and you're working to keep the system churning. Well, that's no different than what slavery was, except for you're supposedly free and you're getting a wage, but you're still getting caught. But they know it's a debt that's owed and they're not willing to pay it. So they say progress, progress, but your people had people in bondage, right? So this meme says, we were never fighting for the right to integrate. We were fighting against white supremacy. And what is white supremacy? To keep you subjugated, to keep you down economically so that somehow, maybe possibly, you will just wipe out. Look at your children. Look at your generations. Look at your nieces, your nephews. Look at your grandchildren. Look at the condition that they're in if you have a large family, right? Then look at the condition that people who are Caucasian, who are not what what would be considered white trash, but the people who are considered middle class. Look at their large families. Look at their condition. And see that it's more systematic. So his thing was not fighting to be integrated, but we were fighting against white supremacy. What do you have to say about that? What do you think about that? I mean, you know, I'm just like I was listening to um Superboy's uh podcast earlier today, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked about how at uh um what is, let's see let's see I auditioned for one of, oh okay she said she auditioned for one of our films yeah. way back yeah right yeah, yeah okay all right good good to see you yeah don't um, forget that you can pick up back in Cleveland movie yeah you can go right over to lordlandfilms.com that's lordlandfilms.com you can either right. stream it on demand right. on your big screen TV right. or on the app comes right up on your phone. You can watch it on the go, or you can pick up the hard copy, because you know that's what we do over here at LoraLandFilms.com. We actually make film. Go ahead. I forget what funeral. Do you remember what funeral he said that Clinton spoke at and he yelled um, he chastised the black people in the congregation. Oh, oh that, that was when... Um, uh, Rosa Parks passed. Okay. But previously to that, he okay. talked about uh, he was at he talked about Sister Soldier and okay. basically eliminated Sister Soldier's right career. Right. As far as that, you know, and so, he really doesn't have anything to say about right. how black people express themselves about how to be right. free. So he was talking about how 
uh, Clinton has a pattern of disrespecting um, black people. He said it during inappropriate times, inappropriate um, uh, events, situations, right? Funerals, yeah. And he's able to get away with it. Yeah. So people, we're um, ending on Crazy D film do on Instagram, but you can go over to YouTube, right? Right to the Film Review Life channel. Right. And we're right there. Make sure you subscribe and click the bell so you can have notifications. And we're on Periscope right. on at TFR Podcast Live. And we're on Facebook at TFR Podcast Live Lordland Films. Right? Page. Make sure that you like that, follow that. And we're out right now on at uh, Crazy yeah. D Film Do. Yeah. Right? So look, people. So you said. This. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like a pattern. It's a pattern. And it's just like some some there are groups of people who are, and I've said it before on previous shows, they're more loyal to a political party than they are to their own group of people, to, to their, their own, own group culture. Of people. That's right. right. And That's it's right. sad and because it's sad. other people are loyal to their groups. And then you still have some people who are loyal to their political party. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter to them if uh, Bill Clinton or his wife, if they disrespect the black community, um, it's looking like clearly they don't care. Um, I was going to say allegedly, but hey, it's no longer allegedly. They released the court documents. Uh, with Bill Clinton, you know, with they the involvement to young care. girls. But the main so point clearly is, they don't care. The main point is, Caucasians don't have anything to say about how we go about being right. free. Right. If they were, if they were truly about it, right, they would take on what we're going to be talking about later right. in the show about I'm sorry, ADOS. I'm still right? not happy about Biden's right. comment. You're not black. Right. See, they get too really comfortable. Too comfortable. With just too comfortable. Because too many people try to make them too comfortable. Look, right. uh, Shannon Churchwell said. Okay. This virus has been politicized since day one. This is true yeah. because they are not about telling yeah. you yeah. about what the truth is. So, people, those were the blurbs right. of the week that I saw that I thought was pretty interesting, which gets us yeah. into our first review yes. of the night. Tiarana Jackson. Yes. Tiarana Jackson, yeah. right? Prison over a uh, uh, purpose over prison, prison yeah. right? If you want a good laugh, you know, and we all need one during this COVID, you have to see this. great independent fan. Okay, so Tijuana Jackson movie, right. written, produced, directed, and edited by Romani Malco, right? Right. This is the synopsis of it as we see it here at uh, the film review. Tijuana Jackson released from prison between his parole officer portrayed by uh, Regina Hall and his family. He struggles to find a way to make his dream of being a motivational speaker become reality, right? This film is hilarious and it has drama in it. It's not something that you would usually see in the theaters coming from a Caucasian run decision made studio. This man wrote it himself. 
shot it himself, had his team to shoot it. Yeah. He directed it himself. Yeah. He edited it himself. Yeah. He starred in it. Yeah. And he has a great cast. Let's go through the cast real quick. Um, starring Romney Malco. Um, he plays, of course, Tijuana Jackson. Jackson. Um, Regina Hall. She plays Cheryl Wagner. Um, Tammy Roman. Uh, who also did a great job, played Shira Jackson. Which is, um, her, who is his sister. Right. Right. And Regina King, Regina King, I'm sorry, Regina Hall is his probation officer. Mm -hmm. um, Alcoya Brunson plays little Eric Jackson, uh, the nephew. Mm -hmm. um, Lynn Odoms, she does a great job. She plays the mother, Mama yes. Jackson. Mama Jackson. Yeah. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah. And then there's uh, Tyler... Cassidy, he plays himself. He's the camera guy. Okay. And then Shannon Dang plays right. Rachel, Rachel Cho. Cho. And then right. Kiva Jump is, I believe she's the warden. She's, well, it's because it, the two white women kind of looked like this. The, the warden, warden and then yeah, there was the, the woman about the dogs or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, when you see the film, it begins with him yeah. in prison getting right. ready to be paroled. Right. Right? Right. And so the whole thing, and he has a crew yeah. that is following him around to chronicle his rise. And that's what we're going to say about that, right? right? But you have to see this film. Yeah. It's playing on so many different platforms. We yeah. saw it on Amazon Prime, right? right? And we told uh, Romney that we were going to review his film. Right. And we were not disappointed. Nope. The, the trailer let me know nope. that. This film was great. So let's let's break it this was, down. It was this film was worth the money because, yeah. as we all know, during COVID, you know, some movie theaters are still closed. Yes. And so certain films that are released on demand, you know, we have to pay for, right? Yeah, that's true. So we paid for Tijuana Jackson, mm -hmm. and it was worth every it was worth dollar. It's it hilarious. Story. Well written. Well great, written, great thing. right, right. Yeah. So look, let, let's go through it. Cinema, cinematography. It's shot as a documentary film, but then there's angles right. that represent being like a fly on the wall, right? right? Like a regular movie. Right. Beautifully done. The, the cuts between yeah. both. That's a ten. Yeah. Storyline through line, mm -hmm. ten. Right. Character art, ten. Drama and comedy. In the place, just when you think that it's gonna get heavy, then there's a, but you'll see that's a ten. Yeah. Acting skills, the way that Romney brings Tijuana Jackson to life, yeah. and the and the uh, the sayings that he has, yeah. the way that he expresses himself. Yeah. It's real, man. That's a 10. Yeah. Regina Hall yeah. as the... She does a great job. Yeah. Yeah, as the parole officer. Right. That has an edge to her. That's a 10. The yeah. mother of um, yeah. Tammy yeah. as his sister. sister yeah. 10. Nephew. His yeah. nephew, yeah. right? And the two students. And the two students. Yeah. That, that's, that's all a 10. Wardrobe yeah. is a 10. Believability is a 10, yeah, which yeah. makes Tijuana Jackson movie a 10. I love the dialogue because it's like so real. It's like um, a conversation that you've heard before or 
you're having with someone you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just real talk, right? Real and talk. then the situations <laughs> are hilarious, right? They are. Very so, much so. I, you know what I like? I like how um, we talked about it before. Um, how, like in the store, we also um, we sent like um, books and music and magazines to institutions. That's true. So the family members will come in. You know, the family members will bring either like whatever books and magazines, and then we will provide the music. They will purchase the music, right, and then uh, ship it out to their loved ones. Right. And so we've seen so we've seen like Oz and like so many other shows that will show you behind the scenes what's going on like in jails or in prisons mm -hmm. man he keeps it real like he talks about and you see a side that you haven't seen I haven't seen anyone capture it quite like he captured it right and then like in some of the like the dialogue the scenes just like hilarious mm -hmm. I mean he did a great job. He did a great job because you know I used to ship mm -hmm. cassettes and CDs and later mm -hmm. CDs into the institutions in right. Southern Ohio. I even had mm -hmm. one federal institution mm -hmm. that I shipped to. I think it was in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so the inmates would write to me and let me know. So that's how I know that when people are talking, mm -hmm. if they're talking about something, I know if what they're saying to me mm -hmm. is true indeed, if they're not leaving anything out. Mm -hmm. The inmates would tell me, which we're not going to get into here, but I can tell if people are telling me, because they would tell me mm -hmm. the main thing they want to tell me when they write me, tell the young dudes, yeah. don't come here. Yeah. It's not what you think. It's not what you see on TV. Yeah. It's not what you see in the movies. Right. So this movie right here, well, what yeah. he was talking about, the yeah. conversation that he has yeah. within the piece. Yeah. is a true representation of yeah. what's really happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that this is where it would be kind of like Hollywood glamorized. But he doesn't do glamour yeah. here. This is straight, hard, straight ahead yeah. uh, information yeah. with the right dialogue and right. The information and it's comedy and yeah. it's it's entertainment and mm. it's got drama. So yeah. you have to see Tijuana Jackson. But like Look. I said, when I watched the film, I said, mm -hmm. oh, he is saying, he's saying some truth because they yeah. wrote and they told yes, me. Yes. And so when people are talking, yeah. if they're not talking that, mm -hmm. what I know because people wrote me first and then they would come home and come shop with me later and right. then come in and tell me even more. Right. Right. And more detail. And it's right. like, Nah, y'all not telling the truth. Y'all, y'all dudes has been in uh, a penitentiary. If y'all coming in saying one way and not kicking it like the way he kicks it in this movie, you not telling the whole truth, and that's what we're gonna leave. Well, you know what? I too, I also want to talk about. I appreciated out now outside. Um, what I love about the this film is like the um, the his journey, right? Mm -hmm. Moving towards his goal, or like he said, his purpose, mm -hmm. right? So you see him while he's in prison. And what I love is the interaction with his family. Like that dialogue is real. And you know that that dialogue is what happens for um, former 
um, or ex-convicts, when they are released from institutions and back into society and the type of conversations that they have with family and friends, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's hard on the family as well. Yeah. And it was just well written. And I loved how it was just beautiful. His relationship with his nephew, his relationship with his mom and sister, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. His childhood friends. Right. And um, it was just well written. Well written. Yeah. Well put together. Okay, people. Yeah. So make sure that you see Tijuana Jackson's yes. Purpose Over Prison, right? Yes. So now, people, we're coming on to the topic for tonight. Right. And the topic for the night is hashtag ADOS. So Angelo Darden, because the, the topic is how ADOS shot, uh, uh, shut out of rep reparations talks by black politicians. Right. And Angelo Darden mm -hmm. says this from the front. Easy. They have no standing. Who does ADOS represent? Are they an organization? Do they have power of attorney? If they can't answer that, they don't get into the room. It's as simple as that. So that's what Angelo uh, Darden has to say. So let's 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 go through who, which is perfect. He right. he wrote that comment. So we're gonna go through first who ADOS hashtag ADOS is right. So look. How hashtag ADOS shut, shut out of reparations talks by black politicians, right? What ADOS is a project or a movement? What is ADOS, a project or a movement? Organizations have a head. Example, NAACP. ADOS, each chapter is self-governed. A leaderless organization, right. but is it a project or a movement, or is it a leaderless organization? Right. What is a leaderless organization? No one wants to take a bullet, but they want credit, right? So let's break down what ADO. That's just the observation, right. right? Because there's been a whole move of saying, okay, if you let's have a a leaderless organization so that mm -hmm. if one gets taken out then the other people in here never be able to stop the organization okay. because they went, I can see that but NAACP is the longest running organization you know going they have TV shows they 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 give out awards they they are in the fight constantly no matter what you believe when they were started by Caucasians and then mm -hmm. it moved over to the power base of black people but then right. we beat the boys was involved and we've talked about the, okay. the the contradictory nature of a WEB the boys in okay. the fight with this time to tempt stuff right we've talked about this on the show right so but there's leaderless right. and it's leaderless Right? Mm -hmm. Can you be leaderless and or, or have different chapters but not have a head like the NAACP yeah, exactly. dropping down orders mm -hmm. so that people will know what to do? Can you be leaderless? So anyway, yeah, people. So from ADOS101.com okay. right. forward slash about 
dash ADOS, or you can right. just go to the ADOS101.com and you'll be able to go through and read this because this is very, this is great information. So how ADOS shut out of reparations talks by black politicians, right? What is the purpose of ADOS? What is it? What does the hashtag stand for, right? Hashtag ADOS stands for American Descendants of Slavery. So we have to make sure that we get the information out to you so you can go research, right? Because you have to know because they've done a lot of research these two individuals, we're going to get to their names, right? Purpose. Their purpose of ADOS is to reclaim, restore mm-hmm. the uh, the crucial, the credible national character of the African American identity and experience. Mm-hmm. One grounded in our group's unique lineage and which is Central to our continued struggle for social and economic justice in the United States. Right. Okay. So people will read that and they will say, what does that mean? Right. What exactly does that mean? So I, I took some points. So these are points to ponder about the part about uh, economic justice in the United States for ADOS, American Descendants of Slavery. Slavery was what made white freedom possible. Mm -hmm. Slavery, now these are points to ponder. Slavery was what made white freedom possible. Mm -hmm. Slavery, a precondition for a societal hierarchy which requires descendants of slaves to remain a bottom caste made to suffer the necessary failures of a brutal economic system. So there has to be, in capitalism, there has to be a bottom for there to be a top. And because of this hierarchy, this societal hierarchy, descendants of slaves, American descendants of slaves will perpetually be at the bottom and be a bottom caste so that there will be people at the top and there's no plans ever to change that. So when you look at what's happening in politics, this is why when you're looking at politics and you're looking at a candidate, what are they talking about? What is Biden talking about? Yeah. Is Biden talking about reparations? No, well, he's talking about just studying it. As if we need to study reparations. When when all the study is already... But we're going to get there. (laughs) The ADOS underclass served as a financial engine of a nation that never recognized the debt it owed. Again, the ADOS ADOS underclass served as a financial engine of a nation that never recognized the debt it owed to... American descendants of slaves, right? ADOS movement is underpinned by the demand for a reparative justice Mm -hmm. in making the group whole, right? right? So let's let's look at that real quick. Making the group whole, saying that there is a Something that's old to American descendants. Like, what do you think about that? 
I mean, you go to, like you said, uh, ados101.com. They also give you the breakdown, right? They, you know, statistically, they have the data. There's a graph that shows the racial wealth inequality right. um, in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been like studies. We have so much data. We have data from also uh, Claude Anderson has been talking about this for years. So many people. I mean, just like so many people. Um, they talk about um, uh, on, on uh, Breaking Brown, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, she talks about um, Sandy Darity. I mean, there are numbers. There's data, right? Mm -hmm. um, Biden said that he what did he say? He said that he will talk about or would think about reparations if if Native Americans are included. Yeah, yeah Native Americans. Native but, Americans. But, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, but then, like, which is it? Because you said that you would what, study it, put together a group and study it. But then, on the other hand, if you say, "Well, if if Native Americans are involved, I'll do it." I mean, it's kind of like he's all over the place with it. Yeah, he's all over. The place. And and my thing is, other groups have been given reparations, right? Mm -hmm. And slavery was what over four hundred years? No, no, no. Slavery was only uh, two hundred years, but it's been. 400 years in this country because we went through Jim Crow. I mean, well, we went through segregation and all that. So, altogether, it's 400 years of oppression. Well, 400 years of oppression. Okay. 401 so, years now. Well, I mean, if you think about, okay, let's, if we think about like slavery, right? Uh -huh. If we think about um, the oppression, if we think about, or as uh, Dr. Greg Carr says, instead of saying slavery, we need to say death camps. Is what he said. Okay, so if we think about over 400 years of oppression, right? Um, it didn't just stop with the 200 years, though. Like, I mean, if we the lynchings are still happening, right? Mm -hmm. If we think about how how some of our people are living here in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Like in um, uh, for instance, was it like in Mississippi? And then there's also um, in the state of Louisiana, they're dealing with, um, uh, let me not forget about, um, where is it, in, in, in Michigan, mm -hmm. the water, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they're dealing, and, and all over, but specifically in those three places, people are dealing with like uh, um, bad water, um, flooding sewer in their backyard. Right. Uh, chemical factories is causing cancer. Chemical factories is causing cancer, and this is in people's backyards. Backyard. And I'm thinking about like the the the, the story in uh, in Mississippi when these people are living with uh, uh, um, manure shit, right? right. All mm -hmm. in their backyard, like the feces, literally in their backyard. Like these are the conditions that our people are living in, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, it's just, what do you need to study? Okay, so all we, we can look at the uh, uh, income, 
the the, the incomes between the different groups. We, oh yeah, we want to thank we want to thank Stuart Elsie who sent in ten dollars okay. to our cash app. Okay, that's hey, dollar Stu. sign TFR Podcast Live. That's okay. dollar sign TFR. Podcast live. Okay. Thank you, Stu. Thank That's you, one Stu. of our great we actors love from, Algie, yeah. from the Black yeah. Ice Chronicles yeah. and a preacher's life, yeah. right? So look, people. I mean, so but no, but just I mean, if we can go on and on and on, I mean, the police brutality, like they they're clearly. I mean, I haven't heard anything else about the law. You know, I thought the the, the Dems and the Republicans say. I mean, what is well, the, the, the Republicans already said that that was dead in the water because the Dems killed on the Senate side. They killed it on the Scott Walker. On the on, or, right, right. No, what was his name? No, Scott Walker. Um, it's it's uh, Tim Scott. Tim Scott, his bill. Right, and then on the. Uh, on the House side, where the Dems are in control, they came with a bill, but the Republicans said that'd be dead. So they were going tip for tap. Because you're supposed to come together to compromise on a bill, right? You're supposed to come together and compromise, and okay. so they, so the Democrats moved disingenuously on okay. that, and not in good faith for Black people. So look, people, originally about ADOS. Those who did not agree smeared hashtag ADOS, tried to ignore hashtag ADOS, ADOS, but something happened. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris's presidential campaign was set aflame. Was went down in place. Yeah, trying to begin, but she may be the vice president. Spearheaded by ADOS and other like-minded American blacks who had enough after number 44 Barack Obama. And we'll be talking about that in future episodes, right, as we get closer and closer to this election, because We've been putting out this information. So look, Bear Fact says from the people's chair, we was not slaves in the aspect of coming on boats from Africa. So it has not, it has no impact, but it is a way to hold them responsible for what they did to my people. Now, let's discuss this. Um, Henry Louis Gates. Okay. If you go to, if you type in Henry Louis Gates slavery, okay. it'll take you to a PBS.com page. And they talk about how many slaves were actually within the mid-Atlantic slave trade, right? Okay. The transatlantic slave trade, okay. mid-Atlantic slave trade. Okay. 10.7 million made it to their destination. 12 point something million, uh, so so 12 point uh, something million shipped. 10.7 million didn't make it to the destination. However, in America, I'm rounding the number because it was 30, 388,000 something. But I'm just gonna round it up to 389,000 bodies made it to the shore of the United States of America, right? Look up how many uh, blacks are in America right now. I believe it's 14.2, but I want to make sure that we have the right number. I believe including mixed individuals, we're like 13 point something 
uh, percent of the population, 13 point something million, but with mixed people, we're 14.2, right? So look that up real quick, but I, I'm going to keep going. How does... Okay. What is it? They were saying... Um, 42 million. 42 million, right? I'm right. So 42 million American blacks in this country, including mixed and the people who are mixed with other races, but when you come out one drop, the one drop rule, you're black. You know, so you manifest as black, you you get the movement, the rhythm, all that from blacks, you, you just get it from black, right? So forty two million, right? How does forty two million people come from three hundred and eighty nine thousand people that were verified to actually landed here in America? All the, the majority of the people went to Brazil and they went to Haiti, uh, uh, Panama, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Jamaica, uh, I said Haiti, and then it's uh, Dominican Republic, right? So it went into the diaspora, right? How did 389,000 make... 42 million. We were already here. Right. All right. right. Before we were here, there's a book. Uh, they were here. We were here. They were here before Columbus, right? You got to get that book, right? But besides that, if you don't even want to read, all you got to do is just realize that when you search through and you look at these figurines that came out in the 13th, and 14th century to describe what America looked like. It was a small little angel figure of, you know how they make the angels with the cherubs, but no angel, but it was like a porcelain doll, a porcelain figurine of a black person with curly hair. That's who they first saw when they landed here in America. So when ADOS speaks of uh, that somehow that harms the argument. No, it doesn't because they stole something from a group of people right. who did nothing but try to help them. Right. Right? And it's not the same people who came across the Bering Strait later who were what they call the categorized as mongoloids. It's not those people. Right? right? They, right. they took on the native yeah. thing that you see John Wayne killing right. in the... Uh, Killing in the movies, right. the $5, and it's not those, it's not those people. So, right. when we're looking at it, so when Bear Facts right. says that, yeah. this is true, but it's, it's more to it because it was 389000 that actually made it here, right? right? And it's not economically feasible to bring people across, so you would have to breed people, mix them up, mm -hmm. take away certain classifications, call everybody colored. There, there's no more Indians. Mm -hmm. They're just colored. Mm -hmm. And then Negro. Right. And then so, for political reasons, I am, therefore I am, but for right. political reasons, American black, because you're here, right. you built it. Right. And in honor of people who, like Stokely Carmichael, you right. keep the black tag. Right. But whatever you call yourself, right. it, 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 a, a magnolia by right. any other name is just as sweet. So have you ever smelled a magnolia? Right. 
It's got to be the best smelling plant in the world, yo. It's way better than poo-poo roses. But anyway, people. So let's move forward. So what he says there is valid, but we can't leave out that there were some people here. And remember, the people who tell who tell the story in history who tell their story are usually the victors so we can't really believe everything that they say so 389,000 does not beget 42 million it's got to be some people here already I know they had breeding farms and they were churning them out buddy and we're going to talk about that we talked about that in 110 Yeah. Right. but we're going to expand upon it more because Baltimore has a real breeding farms going on. Right. But anyway, people. Look. Okay, so let's continue on with okay. ADOS. So that was good. Yeah. Thank you, Bear Facts, for that. Yeah. But that the, the people's chair. Oh, and I also wanted to say, like I said, when I, beyond the 200, mm-hmm. as far as like, as far as reparations go, mm-hmm. like slavery, I mean, the still horrors, still the horrors that they subjected our ancestors to, I mean, they're still doing the stuff today. Still doing. So it went beyond the two hundred years. For the purpose to keep you subjugated, so that the system can keep running. For so, example, two thousand. Uh, some of the, I think a lot of people may have heard this already, but in twenty nineteen, last year, South Carolina, uh, man, white man, they did. They gave him uh, ten years in prison. Why? Because he enslaved. A black man. This is going on in South Carolina. Had him cooking, right? Had him yeah. cooking. Had him enslaved. And he had him staying in a cage. Kind of like Aunt Jemima. He had him. Aunt Jemima. And this is modern day. This is in South Carolina. You know, he tore. And he. Oh, let's not forget. He also tortured this man and had him staying in the cage. And I mean, so. Right. So so let's go forward. So we talked about what the people who didn't believe used to do. They used to try to smear ADOS. Mm-hmm. Try to ignore ADOS. Mm-hmm. For a brief time in 2019, various black historians, polit- political leaders, and movements were united giving ADOS, mm-hmm. Yvette Cornell, mm-hmm. and Antonio Moore right. their props. But then the rift, like uh, rift zones in East Africa threatening to rip the face off of Africa, Tariq Nasheed and ADOS had a rift, a disagreement so close to the election, but directly during the 1866 Civil Rights Act being heard in the Supreme Court. Now, you can go back and watch those episodes because you have to be up on history of what's going on. Our opinion. Each delivered a death blow to the other that neither has realized is slowly killing their relevance, right? That's just the observation. It's slowly, it's a slow, it's a death blow that's slowly starting to eliminate them. One is a historian and one was one who brought the facts. And so for that little, for that little bit of time, black people felt they would be together. They weren't in agreement on everything, but it was enough agreement to go through the election. And once that rift happened, mm-hmm. 
this happened. Now ADOS laments no longer the smear campaigns against them. Now they lament people taking what they've researched, pushed and created momentum with, while acting as if they don't exist. And this is an example of what we're talking about, about the lamenting. Stay tuned. Here we go. That there is a concerted effort to cut us out. Now, what happened before, this is different. This is different, family. What happened before, what happened before was a specific effort to smear us. That was, a, that was, that was first. The smear was first. They're going to smear us to death. So the smear didn't work, so you can just say, how did this happen? And you don't mention us, and nobody mentions us, right? Even the people that we work with, other, no, what is, 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 what is happening here? But in practice, focus. Okay, so you see, what's going on now is they're being taken off their game. And then that, that's very detrimental to what they're doing. They're being taken off their game. And now they criticize those who they see to be Johnny come lately. Here's another example. This is uh, from Tone Talks. The reality of a world where your parents are the most important aspect of how successful you'll be in this world. At that time, people thought I was uh, I was talking like in, in the impossible. Everything was... At that time, black America didn't understand the wealth that they understand now as a result of the project that I put forth. At that time, black America was still figuring out what blackness meant in America. And part of the reason they couldn't understand it, Cube, is because of you. Whether you meant it or not, the decadence of your veil made it so that we could not talk about black politics. So we hear now partially because of your own actions. From the big three, which really isn't owned by black folks, it's owned by Qatar, and there's this look, get into the white man. When I put out a contract. Okay, so look. So now they're going at people, right? But what's being lost is there, what's being lost to the public because this rift is happening right. and people were just waiting. I, I believe that the powers that be were just waiting for this rift mm -hmm. to take place, right? Mm -hmm. So they could do it. What's being lost is there, what's being lost within translation now because there's there's no shows that's just strictly pounding because they were pounding and pounding and pounding the message home so what's missing now is the pounding of the message home you get it but then there's disgruntledness because they are starting to be ignored because the people who they had that they were opening up to and the situation with pretty much derailing Kamala Harris's presidential campaign showing the contrast between Barack Obama and herself right. and how we are no longer willing to take a person that just says they're black but right. they have to come from ADOS all that is being uh, uh, muddied up or, or, or being muffled out by having to go at people and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. This is just, uh, this is just observation, right? There's no attack because what they're doing and what they have done is great. And we're going to get to this, but this is some of the things where they actually break down and go into detail, mm -hmm. which help people. This is talking about Clyburn's 10, 20, 30 plan, right? 10, 20, 30 plan. Now, we come from Cuyahoga County. Right. 
straight American black right. Democrat, right? right? That, that's that's what that is. So why would you, as a person that's a, a, a Democrat, right. you know, then produce a plan that will produce this? So listen to this. We'll be right back. But in practice, focusing the selection criteria at the county level, as represent as 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 Representative Clyburn's approach does, yields a collection of communities that are overwhelmingly rural. Mm. Though the list of eligible counties varies depending upon data source, upwards of upwards of 80% fall outside metropolitan areas. Communities who would not make the cut under the 10-20-30 formula include some of those with the deepest and most entrenched concentrations of urban poverty like Detroit's Wayne County, Los Angeles County, Chicago's Cook County, uh, uh, Cleveland's Cuyahoga County, and the District of Columbia. That is a lot. That's a lot of black people who would not benefit from this bill. The reality of a world. So look, so look, people. So they're bringing it down and telling you that the 10, 20, 30 plan is a bill that's about poverty overall. It is not a reparations package. Right. And Clyburn is not about giving a reparations package, right? right? This what we, we come from Cuyahoga County, right? Right. His package is is for his legacy, right? And this com that comes from an article. Right. Let me give it to you so that you can go research it here. I have it on the paper here. Right. It comes from uh, let me the Brookings Report, October fourth, twenty sixteen. You can go around right to the Brookings. Uh, page right. uh, to their website right. and look up the report uh, October 4th, 2016 about Clyburn's mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30 plan. Mm -hmm. He's from South Carolina. This is supposed to help South mm -hmm. Carolina and rural people, right. but not only American black rural people, right. but all rural people. Mm -hmm. And it leaves people out who are Cuyahoga County straight Black uh, American Black Democrat Cleveland, out, Cleveland. out of it, and right. these are some of the most impoverished areas: Wayne County, Detroit, some of the most impoverished right. areas. But we still get out there and work and yeah. churn and make it's this move. That's not reparations. That's not reparations. Far from it, right? So right. The, the because of what has happened with this rift, this is causing right. a slow bleed. Where people can say, oh, we don't have to follow you because people go at people. Yeah. And so this is what the problem is, right? So let's go on. So reality. Cube came out with a plan, right? Okay. He came out with a plan. It's the contract with Black America addressing racial inequality, right? You can go, you can just search it out. It's a five-page document, right? Okay. So what does Cube say about his document? And this is reality now. With Cube offering the olive branch right. and the black politicians and historians ignoring ADOS to try to win an election, having a person like Cube who has a certain popularity might be the only way through coalition to push for the reparations ADOS speaks of. And so let's let's play Cube offering this olive branch because it's it's olive it's an olive branch and mm -hmm. we watched as 
in our opinion, tone and your bet pretty much slam ice cube for being a Johnny come lately at right. this, right? And where were you when all this was going? This is what they're talking about, right? And they talk about who really owns this and that. It's always something yeah. pounded at somebody to try to put a death nail in them, right? Right? Which then makes the person. But here's Cube offering an olive branch on from the Breakfast Club. Here we go. When I put out a contract with Black America. A lot of people reached out to me and said, "Yo, we got similar things. We got things that, um, you know, could coincide with what you're doing." or in, enhance what you're doing, which is what we're looking for. So, you know, we we, uh, we brought Chris in and, and Rob Jones to help us to, you know, uh, update uh, our contract because two weeks ago it was, it was a little thinner, you know, now it's a little more dense and we're just trying to get people behind it. Um, you know, we got a couple of great people that are uh, prominent in economics, in, a, in, um, in civil rights that's about to announce that they're going to get behind them. So just want to build a, a wide coalition of people that are uh, smart, have great ideas, and that want to um, make this a better country. So it's really, you know, Chris and Rob's part of a contract of, with Black America called Geo Reconstruction, which really just breaks down numbers. You know, um, my thing is broad, you know, it's broad uh, strokes, but we really need people who've been working on this stuff for years to dive in there and and give us the real data that we need to present to the government. What white people have so you see, he says data. Right. That is just clearly yeah. an olive branch put right. out to ADOS, right? Right. Now, this is what happens when you talk about people, right? Mm -hmm. When you talk about what they like, when you talk about Clyburn, the, the, the facts are yeah. out there when it's broke and when it's broken down the way that they both of those two people, right? I'm gonna say honorable people, right. break it down with right. ADOS in right. mind. They are right. Right. They are right. right. However, right. when you do go at people. Right. You don't, you wouldn't expect that they would want to yeah. bring you in. Right. They're going to try to find a way to eliminate you. So, unfortunately, right. because Cube has a certain name, right. he has a certain popularity, right. ego has to leave yeah. to allow the ultimate goal to be achieved. Yeah. Ego has to leave. Ego has to leave right. to 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 allow the ultimate goal to be achieved. Right. The people are not going to gravitate towards because there's been right. too much, too many clay feet have been smashed. They don't like the toes of their fresh clay feet being stumped on and being deformed so they're like we're not going to mess with you so you have to go in and then work with people who are putting together a coalition and you may not be on the forefront right because this may be what's happening right in the future right is that the people are not going to work with you because you have stumped on their clay feet yeah. and they don't like it their bunions are hurting yeah. right right 
Other than that, Oprah Winfrey wins in connection with Nicole Hannah Jones with the 1619 Project being turned into something that everybody watches. A document with audio and visual called a documentary. My question is, how is that being done without Yvette Cornell and Tone Talks being involved in the project when ADOS led the charge and reparations? This is true. Oh, we got another phone call. Let's take it. 702. 702, you're on the line. Who are we speaking with? Hey, how are you guys doing today? This is Patrice Marcel. Hey, how you doing, Patrice? What's on your mind? I'm good. I'm good. Man, y'all, y'all talking my subject, man. I have, I am so uh, headstrong about uh, reparations, and I listen to Zach Carnell and Tone Talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And what what we getting, in my opinion, is from a lot of uh, these uh, celebrities, and and I I commend the effort. But like what Cube is doing and Ti is doing, you know they they're they're getting some things done, but it's not. I don't see where there there is a uh, strong items on there that really serves the urban community. And a lot of these politicians is want to co-op our reparations with everybody else's, and that's another thing that I think that is unfair because. Japanese got theirs, nobody else was co-opted with theirs, Vietnamese, the Jews, the Indians, everybody got theirs, but they want to co-op black people with other brown people or other, you know, uh, you know, uh, Native Americans, and we need ours separately, and they're, they're not bringing people like Yvette Carnell and Tom Tom and, uh, uh, Dr. Claude, uh, Dr. Claude, what's his name? Anderson. Claude Anderson. Anderson. Mm-hmm. People that have been talking and fighting for reparations for years, right. they're not bringing these people to the table or to the panel for discussion and conversation mm-hmm. that can literally, you know, break down per datum the items that need to be on an agenda that needs to be brought to Congress. Okay, okay, okay. So, my you know question, yeah, yeah. So, my question to you is why aren't they talking right now? Why aren't they talking to Yvette Cornell and Tony Antonio Moore? Why aren't they talking to them? Because they they understand that celebrities like you and Oprah Winfrey and all these people, the Yvette Cornell and Tom Talks is not down with the HR forty or the six nineteen project per se in that way because they're trying to find a way to co op. Over and the Q's and the, and the TIC, they don't understand the logistics of how black people need to have something only for black people. Right. Mm. And, and and Yvette Carnell and uh, Tone Talk is, uh, is, is, is saying, and I agree with them, is saying the HR 40 and 1619 project right. does not cover everything that is needed to touch to touch. The, the communities of the urban low-income in black America in all of these states 
them starving so bad. There mm-hmm. needs to be a specific agenda, and they, they need to get people like uh, Yvette and and Tong and, and mm-hmm. Dr. Claude Anderson uh, to the table and come up with a whole coalition of, of people, not just you know a certain amount of chosen people right. that they can say, hey, you know. And let everybody put their two cents in. But it needs to be only for black people. It does not need to be co-opted. And that's where our problem. And if we allow that to happen, especially at the march on Washington on August 28th, if we allow our reparations, even if we get it to be co-opted, that's going to be shame on us. Because that's going to take money uh, and grants and opportunities and jobs and things of that nature out of our well, well, again. Well, we're going to move on, but I'm going to leave you with this and then we're going to move on to the last part of the show. That's going to that's about integration. That that march is about integration. That might not have been what Martin Luther King was really striving for, but that march is going to be about integration, so that is going to be about the coalition of black, Hispanic, Asian such such a such a such. You such, know such, they gonna turn that march such, into vote vote for Biden. Well, that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's just gonna so, be a big hole. So we can't expect it to be anything else. But there is there is the Whitney M Young mm-hmm. wing of it. There's the uh, John Lewis wing of it. Right. And then there's the Stokely Carmichael wing of it. There's mm-hmm. the Malcolm X wing of it. And so we're all trying to get to the same place. People who are trying different ways. But at this time, and my point of all this is that people have clay feet. Mm-hmm. And they've stumped on those clay feet. Right. And that's why I believe they're not being talked to. So they will need, in yeah, my opinion, women, they will need, in my opinion, to get with someone who does have a star quality and not necessarily be out front. What do you say to that? Then we're going to move on. Yeah, I agree. But when it comes to the reparation, mm-hmm. that needs to be totally separate from, from any other agenda that is brought to Capitol Hill. During that march, if anybody's planning on bringing up anything regarding reparations, it needs to be at a separate time. Then that's a whole separate agenda that needs to be addressed. And then we, the only ones that's going to have control over telling these politicians that we do not want reparations co-opted to no other race except for American descendants of slaves. Period. Point blank. That's it. We'll take it right there. Thank you for calling. Yeah, we we'll hope to hear you. from you again. Yeah, I agree with thank you. Thank you, guys. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right, thanks. And All my right. thing is, too, is, like, why haven't the Breakfast Club invited them up to the show? They step on toes. This they, is they, even... No, no, women, though. Women, though, they've stepped on their toes. Remember when Claude Anderson was up there? They stepped on Claude Anderson. Okay. They stepped on, they stepped on those clay feet. Those clay feet... Are are something that people's bunions people will okay, be but all people I have protect to say their bunions they inv- and they corn yeah but they invite artists who who they've had like it's arguments a, it's and bump a, heads with up to the show unfortunately it's the opposite it's the converse I'm gonna say it's, it turned inside out it's the converse of what Malcolm X was talking about about there being people who are for it and not just entertainers it's about entertainers which brings us to our last topic for the night within six minutes is James Baldwin. It is James Baldwin's yeah. birthday. Yeah. 
has there been, of course there has, but I'm gonna just say this to give him accolades. Has there been anyone who has wrote in the modern era about coming, being born a person of a certain age and coming through the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, right? Has it, to the 80s, has there been anyone? Of course there has, but give him his accolades. So people, there is a documentary called I'm Not Your Negro on Netflix, narrated by Samuel L. Jackson. It is a it is a look at the notes letters he sent to his editor concerning the next book, mm-hmm. which would be a look at racism through the eyes of his fallen friends, mm-hmm. Megger Evers, right. Malcolm X, yep. and Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. June 12, 1963, Megger Evers shot and killed. Yeah. February 21st, 1965, Malcolm X shot and killed. April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King shot and killed. The name of the book was going to be Remember This House. Think about, think about that succession of death. Death and destruction of people who the only thing they wanted was for there to be equity. Restorative justice for American blacks. The documentary is playing now on Netflix. It is powerful. Baldwin died December 1st, 1987 from stomach cancer. It's a must watch. I Am Not Your Negro 2016 is on Netflix. Look. Well done. That that is, it's. I mean, just looking at the psych guys to that and the psychological damage that that will cause. Baldwin in the beginning said that he wasn't. Uh, 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 he didn't think that all white people were bad. In the end, Baldwin started to take on this right here. Let's play this. What white people have to do is try to find out in their own hearts why it was necessary to have a nigger in the first place. Because I'm not a nigger, I'm a man. But if you think I'm a nigger, it means you need it. The question you gotta ask yourself, the white population of this country's gotta ask itself, north and south, because it's one country, and for a negro, there is no difference in the north and the south. There's just you know, a difference in the way they, in a way they castrate you. But, that's, but the fact of the castration is the American fact. If I'm not the nigger here, and you invented it, you, the white people, invented it, then you got to find out why. You have to find out why. Why did you invent the nigger? Huh? Why did you invent him? So people, watch this documentary. Great documentary. I Am Not Your Negro. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's... Uh, James Baldwin, Jimmy Baldwin's birthday. Yep, happy birthday again to James Baldwin. To James Baldwin. Yeah. But you know, before we wrap it up, mm-hmm. because we like to give 
the receipts, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in the Washington Post, mm -hmm. uh, the man, uh, the black man that was enslaved in Conway, South Carolina, mm -hmm. his name is John Christopher Smith. In mm -hmm. case you want to look that story up, this, again, his name is John Christopher Smith, and the story is in the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, modern day slavery. Modern day. So people, we are at 999 subscribers. It was a hard push. We're looking for that 1,000, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Make sure you subscribe and click the bell so that you will be there. Don't forget this was brought to you by lordlandfilms.com. Right. Back in Cleveland DVD. Right. Or you can go live stream it right now right. on your phone right. or on your big screen right. 70, 90 inch television screen right and also the app you have to give us as black people uh-huh foundation flex app foundation flex app we're Check all it out. black people it's, we it's, get on, no, it's on phone only yeah. android and iphone okay people yeah. so you've been watching the film review yeah. movies music culture politics society podcast we'd like right. to thank everyone who called up participated commented yeah. We're moving forward yeah. towards a 2020 election. We're going to see how it pans out. We are your husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, society. Yeah. And we are the, what do we call ourselves? The husband and wife team. And we're the husband and wife team. And we yeah. call ourselves the film review. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on the Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, and you're watching the Film Review. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.